Join me right now. First time on the show, Kunte TV, undefeated flyweight prospect, Brad Wally. What's going on, Brad? How are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. How about you? Good, good, man. Um, Your last three fights as an amateur, you know, you went to the judges. You got the dominant decision wins. Going all three rounds every fight, how helpful was that for you when you turned pro? Yeah, it was good. So, yeah, I only had the one finish when I was an amateur. And um, then I had, yeah, the, the three decision wins. So all unanimous decisions. Um, it, it was good, though. Um, definitely going the distance gives you a good confidence knowing that you, you can go all three rounds. And um, it definitely helps getting that cage time in as well because you, there's, there's nothing more. Well, you don't need anything more than experience in that cage at the end of the day. And the more time you get in there, the more comfortable you get. So, um, yeah, th- those last three decision wins were, were good. But then um, once I went pro, we made a giant emphasis on we want to be finishing fights. We don't want to be taking things to a decision every fight because everyone everyone comes to see they want to see finishes. And then um, out of my two professional fights now, I've finished them both within about two minutes. Yeah, yeah, incredible, incredible year you've had so far. Has anything changed in your preparations or your surroundings since you turned pro? Yeah, so um, sort of since I turned pro, like I said, we had a big emphasis on finishes now. So a lot more with my uh, grappling side of things, we uh, we sort of turned away from just sort of the, the fundamentals of sort of um, all of our positioning and uh all of that sort of stuff. And we now then started focusing on a lot more of the positions where we're going to start finishing fights from. And um, definitely with my sparring as well, I started started finishing guys and sparring consistently. And it got to the point where I'm like, okay, I started feeling quite comfortable as a finisher. And then, um, yeah, it's funny. They sort of just materialize in front of you. It's not like I changed anything dramatically that in my head that I was doing when I got into the fight. But in the cage, the finishes just sort of came to me. Well, now you got DFC 9 coming up. You're facing Ryan Robertson, a multi-promotional champion, a veteran of the, you know, in the region. How did this fight come together? Yeah, so with this fight here, we um like we had my first two professional fights there and I fought two guys that so I believe the first guy had only had maybe two two professional fights and the next guy I fought um he Matt said and he um I believe he had it about 40 odd striking fights so I knew that he was coming in with a lot more experience and uh I wanted to yeah sort of go up against someone that's got a fair bit more experience and then sort of with same thing with Ryan now as well sort of the first two fights I've sort of finished quite quite early and it's getting to the point now where I, I want to get a bit more hopefully we'll get a bit more cage time in this one I, I believe with this guy there's the I think he's had 15 professional fights I think he's going to have seen many things that I'm going to have to throw at him and I think it's going to be quite a good back and forth between me and him yeah, me too. I believe that also. It's going to be a great fight. Uh, I think it's probably the fight to watch on the next card. You know, I don't want to, you know, rain on anybody else's parade that's on the on the lineup, but I'm just saying. Um, now, with Ryan, what is his breakdown? What is your breakdown of his skill set? Yeah, it was funny. So we were looking at a few guys when we were coming up to this last fight about who to fight, and Ryan was one that I, I definitely suggested as well. And the way I described Ryan was his. There was a few other. Well, there was a few other guys we were looking at, and they were quite uh, technical, to the, like to the point strikers and grapplers, and they did everything that you should be doing. And then as, the way I sort of described Ryan was he does everything just a bit different. He's very unorthodox in his grappling. He's quite scrambly. He's quiet. Um, he's willing to give up a position to get the submission. Um, 
And even with his striking, he's very unorthodox with his striking. But by the looks of it, he, he does not. You must fancy his chin because he puts his hands down and he'll wave his head out in front of you. And um, yeah, he's, he's quite a an unorthodox fighter. Yeah, his record is very misleading. If nobody knows who he is, if you don't know who he is, and if you've never seen him fight, his record is very misleading because he yes. is a guy like you said. He will take, try to take the submission, you know, before he tries to get the dominant position. You know, he'll put his chin out there. It's, you know, when you look at the fighters that you fought so far, you know, you're kind of like going up in levels. And this guy is another level for you, right? Some people might think it's too fast, but you feel, do you feel like this is like the perfect matchup for you at this moment? I believe this is the perfect matchup for me right now. I think my skills line up with just about anyone in the top 10 right now. And um, I think with Ryan, sort of, I didn't expect to be where I am in the ranking now. Like, I, I believe I'm sitting number seven in the rankings. I thought I was going to be way lower, and I, I expected to do a, a lot slower climb to, to the top 10. But um, so with those two fights, it sort of really bumped me into the top 10, where I sort of expected to be sitting in the rankings about where Ryan was. So naturally, this is sort of where I wanted to be fighting next. And um, yeah, I think I think me and Ryan are, are going to have a great fight. I think uh, technically, I, I match up great against him. I, I feel that, um, yeah, I, I don't think we're moving too fast at all. Has Diamondback talked to you about introducing a flyweight title? I feel like there is a lot of good flyweights out there in Australia that yeah. can fight for the title. Have they talked to you about that? Yeah, so um, definitely titles and stuff. We've been uh, we've been thinking about going for a title and stuff. But um, like I said earlier, um, my my two professional fights that I've had already, I, I don't think I've even seen over three minutes in a fight so far. So um, definitely, I think with this fight with Ryan, hopefully I'll get a bit more cage time in there. I, I wouldn't mind going to a second, third round. So I, like I said, I haven't even done a five minute round. So. Um, with the title right now, um, a title would be cool. I'd like to have a belt. I definitely think um, within within another fight or two, we'll definitely look at going for a title. But um, going straight into it, because that would be a five-by-fiver, I, I definitely want to get a bit more cage time in there before I, I necessarily jump up and uh, try to go for a 25-minute fight. Coming up throughout the years, or who are the coaches that have been the most pivotal for you to blend everything together and become the fighter you are right now? Yeah, well, I've pretty much only had um, my, my two coaches, yeah. So uh, Craig Ike is the man that's been with me since day one. He's, um, he's my striking coach. But he was sort of doing a bit of everything for me right at the start. And um, like I said, yeah, I've been with him since day one. He's, uh, he's been a great uh, coach, mentor. He's been great to me. And then obviously my, my other coach, Matt Jones from ISO Health. He, um, yeah, God, like we've, I think we've only been, I think he's only been my coach for about, a year or so now but my god it's been he's definitely probably been one of the most influential people in my life let alone my career so uh yeah massive props to matt jones and, and craig like they've uh they're the two that are really behind me the whole way off air you're telling me about how you've had the introduction of many training partners that are around your size and how beneficial they have been talk about those guys and and how beneficial they have been for you to you know build your skill set yeah i've been like i was saying yeah off air it's uh i've sort of been blessed with a lot of training partners that are my own size 
like sort of at the start of my career, I didn't have too many flyweights that I had to train with. But now I'm sort of, um, yeah, I'm spoiled for choice with training partners at the moment. We've got we've got two boys that joined the team. Um, God, I don't even know how long ago it was now, but they're they're two Muay Thai Australian champions, Daniel and Mitch Schultz. They're uh, they've been absolutely so helpful to me. Um, they've developed my striking so much, and uh, to be able to spar with boys like that with my striking if i if i can hold my own against those in the striking department then um i can't see too many other flyweights in australia being able to take it to me there and when those boys finally decide to get into that cage it's going to be it's going to be chaos in the flyweight division and then um we've got my other boy ray lawley he um he uh black belt in jiu-jitsu now he um is an absolute beast grappler and um so let alone just between those three, I've got I've got pretty much everything you need right there. And then I'm very, very lucky with a few other training partners that are, are about my size as well that are fantastic grapplers and a few other good strikers. So between all of them, I've got I've got a fantastic camp of training partners. Flyweights in Australia. There's a lot of guys coming up right now. I'm pretty sure you have your eye on all of them. But who is maybe one of the guys that you would like to face in the future? You know, someone like... Shannon Ross, Stuart Nichols, maybe Steve Ursig. Are those all on your radar? Are those names? Definitely. Uh, I'd, I'd love to take on absolutely every one of those guys. Um, I think the fight that gets me uh, most excited would probably be Sean Gaethje, I reckon. he. Um, I think me and Sean Gaethje have quite a, a similar style. And I think uh, me and him going up against each other would just be two immovable forces smashing into each other. And I think we would have an absolute back and forth war. I think that would be a great fight one day. You know, looking at your career and moving up, advancing in your career, you, when you look at the UFC, you know, a lot of people, that's their that's their goal. You know, but the flyweight division seems kind of unstable at the moment. You know, now you got a lot of guys going over to one championship. I know uh, recently one of the boys from Adelaide, the Spartan, um, man, the name is not coming. Antonio um, Caruso. Yeah, Antonio Caruso. He just signed with one championship. I know he's not a flyweight, but it kind of gives you some uh, some hope that hey, there are they are looking at the Australian scene. You as a flyweight, you got Demetrius Johnson out there. You got uh, so many flyweights out there that are competing. Does do you see that place as somewhere you can go later on and compete with those guys? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I think one FC is uh, it's definitely an option. Uh, personally, my, my end goal would be the UFC. I, uh, that's what I've got my, my eyes on. I'd, I'd love to – I just look at that as the pinnacle of MMA. But, um, yeah, not to take anything away from 1FC, I, I definitely uh, – if the opportunity arises, then, um, yeah, I, th- I think they've got a great flyweight division there. They've, uh, they've got – yeah, obviously you're seeing some of the fights that Demetrius Johnson is having over there. He's having some of his toughest fights yet. So, um They've definitely got some world-class fighters over there. And, um, yeah, maybe one day we'll even look at that as well. Yeah, he just won the the flyweight Grand Prix today, actually. Oh, he did win it. I hadn't seen the results. There we go. Yeah. Well, look at him go. I'm going to have to go back and watch that fight. Wow. Yeah, he's got a shiny new belt, you know, to his collection, which is pretty phenomenal. I'm pretty sure he's going to be fighting for the title next versus Adriano Marias. And it just shows you that, you can fight anywhere, man. It doesn't mean that you could only focus on one place. Of course, there's some goals that you have, but hey, there's many options out there for the flyweights. Before all that, November 3rd, Diamondback Fighting Championship 9. 
It's going to be great, man. Adelaide, uh, good luck on the fight, Brad, and uh, good luck on the future. Thank you for your time. Cheers, brother. Thank you for having me.